Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. We're back. <laughs> and I um, I have an interesting show. You know, a lot of times it's so funny because I'll be thinking like, okay, what am I going to do this week's show about? And it's so amazing how God's timing, the universe, your whatever it is you decide to call the higher being. But um, it's so amazing, the timing. So I've been in the midst of like a crazy week, all good stuff, but just crazy busy. And I was trying to decide what to talk about today. And a good girlfriend of mine sent me this text randomly and was like, oh my goodness, I have an amazing topic for Candidly Keisha. You know, let's talk about just the evolution in changing of friends. You know, once you've reached your mid to late 30s, you know, you have your friends from elementary school, if you're lucky, to high school, to college, to your work friends, and how it's a continuing evolution. So we're just going to talk candidly about it, because one thing I know, you can't take everybody with you. And so, um, you know, I know it's hard. Change is hard for some people, but let's just talk candidly, how to navigate those waters. So I'm going to introduce my friend, Dwayna, who is a friend of the show, who has been here before. I have. (laughs) Talking about my marriage, and now I'm talking about my friends. Let's hope I have both after talking to Keisha. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, our desire is absolutely to keep. But one thing I know, though, if it's yours, it's yours. Right. So there's nothing for you to keep. It's already done. You know nobody's going to keep it real like me. I'm going to keep it all the way 100 by what I'm dealing with. So what's going on? Like, what when you text me, I was like, wow. That's an absolute, that's so universal. Yeah. You know, everyone deals with it. And that feeling, it's almost like a morning though sometimes. Oh, it is. It is. It's, I, I feel like this theme is extremely um, present in my life right now. I am, um, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a businesswoman, and I'm really um, juggling and also trying to, um, you know, make time for myself. I'm juggling all of these things and, you know, I have these really deep relationships with, you know, more than a few women. And I'm finding that those promises and beliefs that you had of those friendships in adolescence don't necessarily stack up or translate to adulthood. And so you have to shift, but change is hard for everyone. And so how do you make that change and still maintain the authenticity of that relationship and the depth of that relationship without making that person feel um, that they've been deprioritized? Uh, But I mean, and honestly, I don't mean to sound mean, but it's not about being deprioritized, but sometimes your priorities change and shift. Absolutely. So 
you know, everything can't be a priority. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to put some things to the forefront. And, you know, I noticed in your priority list one thing that should be to the forefront that isn't. You said yourself last. I did, and I always do. I always say myself last. But you're absolutely right. It's just, it's the, it's... It doesn't always happen like that, though. Yeah. So, so what have you experienced? Like, do you find that is it like a good friend? And you know, we we can talk about it in general terms because I feel like everyone has it, so mm-hmm. we don't have to call folks out. Yeah, but no. you know who you are. Only <laughs> look, only hit dogs holler. But <laughs> <laughs> I know when people watch this, listen to this, they're gonna be like, "Oh, she was talking about me." No, I'm not. Not it's not specific. It really is. It's it's across the board. Mm-hmm. It's not one particular relationship right. that I'm just like, "Oh my God, this this girl, if she doesn't." stop like I'm gonna you know it's really across the board I'm trying to um you know really audit and figure out how do I really push these you know relationships to a place where you know I can continue that same depth of relationship that we once had even though it may look and feel different and okay that's there's so many things to touch on one how do you know that this is a relationship that's meant to continue? Because in the same fashion that it has, because I know a lot of times, even in relationships, whether it's with friends, whether it's with a romantic relationship, we know we feel the separation, we feel the divide, but Mm -hmm. we continue to try to hold on to what was, Mm -hmm. not recognizing. It's like that whole thing. Have you ever seen like on Instagram, they always do those, like where it's God holding, like give me your teddy bear and he has like a big one behind you, Mm -hmm. where we're standing in our own way Mm -hmm. because we're trying to hold on to something that, you know, if we release, maybe something even greater for us. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I think that, you know, one thing that I've that I know for sure is that I have made sure to, you know, like I said, audit and get down to the people that I know it's mm-hmm. okay to be in my life. That that is one thing that is clear. I think of that, you know, some of those relationships like I said were adolescent, they were childhood friendships. Right. Some happened, you know, at the peak of, you know, when you first go to college and you're a completely different woman. Right. You know what I mean? Than you are today. So, I think that it's it's understanding you know, me understanding that the shift and the change is okay is one thing, but my girlfriend who may want to, and I know as soon as I say this, my girlfriend's going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but call me at nine or 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night to talk about, you know, something that is really not relevant to me in the moment. And I'm waking up to answer the phone and I'm like, hello. She's like, oh my God, girl, did you watch such and such online? Because because she's not, she doesn't have kids. She's not getting into bed early. She's not thinking about these kind of things. Right. Meanwhile, I'm waking up out of a dead balls ass sleep. Like, like, are huh? you serious? <laughs> like, I, no, I didn't see it. You have you been online today? Not for that. Right. Like, I've been working know? today. You know what I mean? But it's just it was it was yet another thing that kind of just put a spotlight on right. how these relationships are shifting. And I think it can go, you know, a, a, a lot deeper. I think that I've had to um, really look at defining unconditional love mm-hmm. for myself, what that means, understanding really, really what that is, and understanding that sometimes that means once you define it that there are some people that are going to have to be left behind because that wasn't ever really love. Right. So I think that there's, like like I said, when or, I when or, I text you... Or how you, about this? Maybe it's not that it's a lack of love because I feel like we're all love. Like it, our universe and the world is about loving one another. Mm-hmm. And But sometimes... How you love shifts. Right. And loving someone sometimes means, you know, loving them from afar a little bit. 
and understanding, you know, when you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it because, like, you know, your college friends, those were the turn-up days. Oh, I was like, God, oh, yeah. let's kick it, girl. Let's go to the club. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was just having this conversation with my brother and my mom. We went to breakfast. And... I was like, you know, my friends are starting to get it. Like, they know not to call Keisha when it's, oh, yeah, let's go to the club. I said, if it's anything talking about on a Tuesday, let's meet at midnight, <laughs> catch me tomorrow. Because it's yeah. not happening. Yeah, it's you not. You know, it's just a difference. <laughs> and what I love about my really good girlfriends is that, you know, everyone's at different places in their life, with mm-hmm. career, with family, with children, on their third baby, their second baby, their this, their that, moving. You know, these are all monumental shifts. And what I love about my best girlfriends is mm-hmm. no matter how much time has elapsed when we come together we pick up oh yeah right where we left off absolutely and there is no animosity or feeling some kind of way um because we get it we get it like one of my best friends um Jeannie she lives in St. Louis so I don't get to see her as much because my travels just don't take me to St. Louis Mm -hmm. like that's just not one of those places like any mini money mo I need a weekend away I'm gonna go to St. Louis (laughs) yeah that just doesn't really happen (laughs) so you know you have to really make time like so my godson, which is her and her husband's um, um, son, well, firstborn, she's pregnant now, so I just came back from a baby shower. You know, I love that, you know, I was like, okay, listen, I haven't seen her in a while, so I made it a priority to say, even though it's been months since I've seen her, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that I had my assistant put it on the schedule. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't care what's happening. I'm making this day, I will be in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing to have that time with her. And literally, we picked up exactly where we left off. Oh, yeah. And I love that about her. Mm-hmm. I yeah, even won I the think- baby shower game, I must say. You know, the one that's <laughs> like, who knows you best? I was like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I know her best. I do. <laughs> yeah, I think that I have, you know, it's the same thing. I'll, I'll you know, those are the moments that are the easy moments. I think for me, the thing that are the difficult moments is when, you know, your friend really needs for you to be there and you're not really able to mm-hmm. be there like you once you know, like you once were. Because once upon a time, you know, if she was going through something, it was, okay, I'm getting my pajamas. Right. I'm coming over. We gonna, you cry know, it cry it, it out. Eat it we out. Gonna eat some ice put cream. on the notebook. Right. We gonna, you know, roll up if that's your thing. We gonna do whatever we need to right. do in order to make sure that we... When we come out on the other side of this, you're going to be right. okay. We're going to be throwing middle fingers to him, and then we're going to be moving on, <laughs> you know. But now, today, if anybody's going through anything, you know, whether it's relationship or job or whatever, like, I'm looking at you. See, I'm juggling two phones here. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out at what point in the day am I going to stop? Like, literally, my really good girlfriend text me yesterday about somebody getting engaged. I just text her back this morning. Wait, like, time out. Can I tell you, I am the same way. Like, I'm horrible. Like, and I'll even, <laughs> and I know I've told you this. I'm like, listen, I'll text you two days later. And I'm like, man, I promise I don't mean it. Cause I'll be busy. I'll look at it in my mind. Right. In my mind. In my mind, I've I had responded. a conversation with you. Right. I've responded. We I had respond- the reaction. All of that. Yeah, no, and then it didn't happen. It'll happen like this. Either in my mind, I responded and I didn't even start the text yet. Or I will have started it and forget to press send until I go to text you like a week later. Right. And and you pull up your name and I'm like, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. I never sent this text last week. And then that's usually with, you know me, I'll pick up the phone like, girl, listen, (laughs) I ain't even mean it. I'm sorry. And, you know, I feel like when you're in the same space, it's like anything in terms of like and kind attracting like and kind. Mm -hmm. You get it. You understand because you're giving others the same level of just understanding and empathy that you would desire to receive Mm -hmm. in 
return. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's just an indicator of being different places. And just because you're in a different place right now, that's that's not your final destination. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we all have twists and turns and, you know, doesn't mean they won't end up, we won't end up back where we were. But I get it. You seem kind of sad about it, though. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm not sad. I think that I'm reflective. I'm really mm-hmm. trying to make sure that I li- I'd like to make sure that with my girlfriendships, because I feel like, you know, those are my girlfriends are soulmates for me. Absolutely. They are people that, you know, have nursed me. I said I said to all of the girls who stood beside me in my wedding mm-hmm. that each one of you is a is a percentage of the woman that I have become. Aww. Each one of you is a is a is it stands here not because oh I like you and you're gonna be cute in the dress and on right. that day it's got I gotta have all of this. I I literally spiritually pick people who were really necessary in me becoming the, the woman that could stand beside Brian at that moment. Absolutely. Each one of you were very critical in a phase, Absolutely. you know? And even if I've outgrown that phase, it you was were still critical important. in that moment. And you know, you said something really important. I don't feel that a lot of people recognize that just you can be critical in this space, in this time. Mm-hmm. And even as things kind of transcend and change, it doesn't take away the person in the place that you played in my life. Absolutely. Like, even though you're not in that same place, what you did offer me was so necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of times people have a hard time, you know, recognizing that, that you can't take it away. Like, once you've you've been there, we've created these memories, they don't go anywhere. They don't. They They don't. They really don't. But I feel like I'm at a place of understanding that. I don't know that some of my relationships are but, and that's the that's listen, the tug of war and the matrix that I am walking through it's kind of like I get it I'm busy I've not lost love for you I am completely good but I think that whether or not she and she I'm just throwing out a right. random she gets it is the thing that I draw but, pause but you on. know what you can't control that I know I can it's just like in relationships so turn to the therapy Lord to mercy oh, Jesus oh no, no trying to be a therapist. No, go ahead and let it flow. Let it flow. I feel like we should have candles. Right, we should be snapping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, But you can't control it, though. You know, and in so much in our lives, and I know as a career woman as you are, that's one of the biggest lessons I had to learn, the lesson of allowing the lesson of allowing people to be exactly where they are and not judging them for it and also creating that space of allowing in my life so that I'm not always trying to orchestrate. You know, that whole illusion of control is that. It's an illusion. Yeah. Because we're not. You know, if you believe in a higher being, a higher, whatever you call, you know, it's about being open to allowing the blessings and abundance to flow to you. Mm. And everyone deserves it. Everyone is going to receive it. It's whether you're standing in your way or not. Mm -hmm. It's whether you are stepping back and allowing it to manifest, not the way you feel it should happen, but the way it's destined to happen. Now, see, that's the problem, because I am a control freak. I am constantly orchestrating everything in my life, including my relationships. How's that working for you? Yeah. Well... I think that there are places in which it is incredibly useful. And then I think there are places where I am definitely having to grow and understand that I can't orchestrate. It is an illusion. It causes more harm than good. And, um, you know, it's so funny. Uh, One of my very good girlfriends, about five years ago, we had an epic blowout. Like, Mm. literally, because she felt that I was being extremely judgmental 
about her life because that was me trying to orchestrate and say, well, girl, you don't need to be doing, why are you hanging out with him? Why are you, you're too old to be, you know, like literally my friendship and, and my love and you was felt me like trying you were, to. And you felt like you were, and you, and, and I know you, did you, and you I'm sure felt as though it was coming from a place of love. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I thought that I was just giving the same feedback that I think I'd always given in my life in, in, in our relationship. Yeah. But, you know, the dynamics of our friendship had changed and I hadn't necessarily, I, I wasn't aware. Right. You know, I had moved away. She was, you know, you know, in, in our hometown, I was moved away. So when we talked, what she didn't need from me was a critique of yeah. her life and an assessment of, oh, you're doing this, 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 right. that, and that wrong. Do this and you'll be happy. What she needed was, girl, you're going to be all right. Or do you know what else I've <laughs> learned when friendships so often? Because I was a fixer. I was a, well, this is what you should do. This is oh, what you yeah. need to do. Blah, blah, blah. Still to this A lot day. of times people really don't want your opinion. They just want to vent. Mm-hmm. And I've had to learn the difference between someone just wanting to talk it out yes, and someone actually asking your advice. Absolutely. And what I also know from an energy, like a spiritual standpoint, I've had to learn to kind of sit back and just shut up mm-hmm. because I don't desire to, t- like if it's energy that I don't desire to take on or, or situations I don't desire to see mirrored in my own life, by me interjecting myself, I'm welcoming that. Yeah. So what I do is I just sit back and I just listen mm-hmm. until I'm asked a very specific question. And then even that for me is, okay, so this is, you're asking me this. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, mm-hmm. let me mirror this back to you. Yeah. And then, because People can't, and I've said this before in the show, you know, a teacher can't make the test if they don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. So people always ask questions that they deep down already know the answer to. Oh, yeah. They just want somebody to corroborate what they believe. Mm-hmm. So that's also the thing, you know, why just listening, because they really may not want your input. Oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think what you said there is extremely key. That is something that I have learned about myself and about my relationships is is you know, just when to shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. When you to- said it the nice way. That's not my friends. And excuse my language. We call it like even my like my married friends. It's a running joke that at some level you have to join the shut the fuck up club. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't mean to be less than. It doesn't mean to be subservient. Mm-mm. It doesn't mean you just have to know when to shut the fuck up. It doesn't mean that like, you didn't have an opinion. Right. It doesn't mean that you couldn't have possibly. It doesn't mean that you're not right. Right. <laughs> that you're not light or could have provided the solution right. to really shut the whole thing down. Why are we even talking? about this. It's as simple as this. And I think that's the thing. I learned this from my mom. I'm the type of person that when someone presents me with an issue, I have a d- tendency to simplify. Right. I simplify it down to, okay, so basically what it's you're this, saying is this. And you need to do this. And now we can move on. Can we go have drinks now? That's me. And that, I've, I've gotten better, but that was me. Right. That so was I've me. learned that I've got to join the Shut the Fuck Up Club. I've joined it. I, I am like, well, I'm coming I am, in. I when am do we vice meet? president. And is there cake? <laughs> Oh, yes. Can we bring cake? Okay. There's always I'm cake and champagne next, and fried chicken. Ooh, okay, yes. I'm coming <laughs> to the next Shut the Fuck Club up. I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be out. there. That's what we should maybe, because, you know, one of the things that I've done recently, um, because I found so many of my girlfriends are doing such amazing things and work and we're pulled in so many different directions mm-hmm. a couple months ago. It's been, oh, wow, it's time to do another one. Yes, we do. When I um, invited a group of my good girlfriends that hadn't necessarily met one another mm-hmm. from different kind of segments and 
pockets of my life I was to there. just have brunch. You were there. <laughs> and I was like, let's just have brunch. Let's sit and talk because, you know, guys have the golf course. They have, you know, the bar or beers after work or yep. what have you. But as women, we rarely, like you said, make time just for us. Just for us. So I invited about five girlfriends. We went and had an amazing brunch, unlimited champagne and We were bellinis. there for like five hours. We were. Five, six hours. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really fun, though. But, you know, as a result, like I introduced you to my friend Tracy, who's been yes. on the show. And then, you know, my friends made friends with each other mm-hmm. and are, you know, supporting one another's events and businesses and so forth and so on. Yes. But it's so important as women for us to have that time, not only with ourselves, but with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because... One thing I've learned from watching my mom, my mom was so selfless growing up. She was like, she is the president of the amazing housewives, mothers of America, of the world club. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, she would make us own our own individual breakfasts. Mind you, there are four of us. Mm. You know, the whole thing. But what I rec- what I learned from her that I know that I need to do differently than she did is do all those things. But I have to take the time for myself. Yeah. Because I have nothing to give if I don't pour into me. Mm-hmm. And it's not selfish because it's my way of making sure that I show up the best for my family and my relationship for my future kids. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, I think you know, it's it's always helpful for me when I have friends like you who pull me out of my everyday and say, "Okay, come to brunch. Let's, <laughs> let's have a million bellinis. Let's have a million bellinis. Those <laughs> bellinis were good too. Let's let's have some bellinis. Let's talk about anything and everything. We don't necessarily have to talk about your kids. We don't have to talk about work. We just talk about you. And Girl, it's no how judgment. Are you? Yeah, even if you no. want to talk about your kids, like I was talking to another one of my best friends the other day, and she was just like, because we were going over the whole like when you have the little league AAU basketball football peewee football that whole juggernaut right yeah and she was like I was in the stands (laughs) and I was just like I hope they lose this game so we could be eliminated from these playoffs (laughs) (laughs) I was like that is horrible she said I said but I want to feel that's real that is so real that is so real your whole week and weekends between practices and then games and then it's the playoffs and mm-hmm. we have playoff games and then we have this so when you get to the when you make it to those playoffs sometimes and it's single elimination those of you out there you're like praying can we just get eliminated so we can go to hell home I haven't gotten there yet I'm sure we're <laughs> on our way but we are not we're not quite at that stage yet we just yeah I, I can that's real it's so real like then I have other friends who take in their, their mug their sippy cup is this it's oh yeah straight vodka oh plenty of <laughs> on ice we literally <laughs> my son just did his first little stint in like you know baseball or softball or whatnot and yeah talking to some of the parents they're going oh hey i'm so and so i'm so and so and as soon as they shake your hand you're like whoo that is 180 proof out here in the middle of the day one of on my a friend, saturday well, a good friend of mine she told me that you have to drink vodka that's why she drinks vodka because you can't smell it oh like if you gosh. drink brown liquor or something she's like yeah get you a mixed drink of vodka and put it in your coffee mug and a little starbucks cup they will that never know hilarious. i was like that my friend is out of control oh my but God. absolutely hilarious so and thank you for control. the tip i'm not even a vodka drinker but i will take me either not like that (laughs) well listen we're gonna take a quick break here and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about more you know what i'd really like to discuss is like what we would tell our younger self so Mm. we have my she's my little love bug um Charday Manzi, she's not only my assistant but my little cousin so she's only 24 she's a baby 
So we're gonna we're gonna okay. kind of talk to her and see what's going on. We're gonna and, help the cheering. Yeah, we're gonna help the cheering. We're gonna Aww. talk about what the experiences we've had and hopefully shed some light so she can do some things differently. Lord, let's do it. Yes. Well, thank you for listening to Candidly Keisha. We'll be right back. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it you're listening to candidly keisha welcome back to candidly keisha we are continuing our talk about friendships and their ever-changing evolution and just life um, again, we have my good girlfriend, Duane, and now we are also joined by Charday. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so we're talking just about changing friendships. And, you know, it's, it's funny when, you know, her being my assistant, when I told her, okay, this is what we're going to do the show about, she was like, oh, man, it's like you're speaking to me, like you heard what was going on. <laughs> and I was like, well, great, you can be on the show too today. <laughs> and so I feel really think she thought I was kidding, mm-hmm. but I'm serious. Because Charday is in here every show that we do. She's in here taking taking notes and, you know, helps with everything behind the scenes. So I'm pulling you in front of the scenes today. So what's going on, Shade? Um, What is going on? What's not going on? Oh, no. <laughs> but honestly, as I look back on things, it's not that big of a deal. I just know moving here, mm-hmm. it's just been a big transition. Living in Alabama my whole life, mm-hmm. all of my friends are there. And at some point, a few of my friends, you know, they moved off, went to college. I went to college in my hometown, so I really didn't get to venture off. Mm -hmm. But I will say I made majority of my good girlfriends, I made them, like, in college. Right. But since moving here, I haven't been in touch with them. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of been, on their end, like it's love lost. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's really not. It's just I really just haven't had time to do that. Oh, let's hang out, or I'm going to come down every weekend. We're going to party. No, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I say, when people show you who they are, believe them yeah. and appreciate it. You know, I feel like that's the biggest thing is because we want to continue. Like when people show us, give us all of the actions behind mm-hmm. everything, we still want to see them as they were and as they have been in our lives. But you have to accept it. Like it doesn't mean you have to dislike them or feel some kind of way. But I, I know I've st- struggled with that. Like mm-hmm. not not looking at and not accepting the signs of when people show me who they are mm-hmm. until it's like, bam, and you're getting mollywopped. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, and I'm understanding that people need love and support in different ways. And sometimes that helps to evolve your relationships as well. So whereas you have, my, you have one girlfriend who feels like in order for Sade to, tell, to show me that she's really down for me, that she's really here for me, I got to hear from her every day. And you got to oh text immediately. And you've got to, you know, <laughs> as soon as I'm going through something, if you're not right there, hands on the scene, then I feel like, you know, where is my girl? What happened? You know what I mean? That may be what she needs. And if you can't supply what she needs, then you just have to tell her that. And if mm-hmm. she can't understand that, then that goes back to what Keisha yeah. was saying earlier about loving someone from afar. Because you may not be able to supply mm-hmm. what she needs in life right now or or what she how she defines love and support. That's critical. But something you said that was really important, communication is so, so key. Absolutely. So often we don't want to or we're afraid to have the hard conversations. And I know me too, mm-hmm. but... 
some it's better too. Like you have to have those because people can make up some real crazy off the wall ass stories in their mind mm-hmm. when they don't have you know context right from mm-hmm. you from you. And you know something else is funny. You said context that I find in this generation because people talk text more than they talk. Mm-hmm. Text is lost in context. You can say the same thing, but it's the tone that in which you say it, the manner, the cadence, the you know, and it can mean something completely different. Yes, and so often people receive it in the mindset that they're in. Mm -hmm. So if you're already feeling some kind of way, you'll read, I'm good, like, no, I'm good, Mm -hmm. versus, I'm good, girl. (laughs) Oh, my God, Mm -hmm. preach. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I feel like that could be a show within itself. No, Text it's so loss serious. Text loss in translation. Yes. yes. It's, yeah, that's, you're, you hit the nail right on the head. If you are already feeling some kind of way, your feelings are already kind of hurt by your friend or you're already feeling judged or you're, there's already, uh, you know, um, you know, you're already something's on the already in the water, or, yeah. as my grandmother said. It was the water. It was already spoiled. Something was already in the water then no matter what is text, that your friend's going to read that text like, "Mm, she said, I'm good. And then she said, well, I'll just talk to you about it later. When really, when you texted, it was, girl, I'm good. I'll talk to you about it later. That was the sentiment that you meant. Mm -hmm. But what she heard was, Or it could even be like, girl, I'm good. Right. Like, I'll talk to you about it later. I got to tell you about this later. We got to talk. in some kind of way. So what you got, (laughs) what she got was, I'm good. We'll talk about it later. You know, it's French. And this is what I'm talking about. This gets back to what I was telling you when I texted you yesterday, Keisha, which is navigating the matrix of female relationships. Because we as women are just, I feel like we are matrix beings because we are so complex. There are there are emotions. I know James. James is laughing. It's so true. James, what do you wait? What do you have to say about James, my engineer, who's always also in the building, (laughs) who's awesome, married with amazing kids? Do you have something to offer to this combo? Hold on, hold on. You know, come on. You know how this works. I know. I know. No, I do. Uh, You say matrix and complex. That's a really polite way to put it. (laughs) James. And I, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. but Because uh, uh, I, mean, I have a wife and a daughter. And sometimes it's like me and my son, we're just like, okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it's like we just got in, put in a, like a pool with sharks. Yeah. And like there is nothing you can say, nothing you can do. And my dad always used to say, like, you know, son, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Actually, he was kind of right. But sometimes <laughs> as a man, when you get older, you got to learn like, you know what? I need to take that shut the... You yeah. Know, yeah. So, You're going to join the shut the fuck so up club? Shut the fuck up club. It's universal. It's universal. universal. Women are complex. Well, I mean, we are. We, we are. are. And it's funny that you say that because men are simple. Like, mm-hmm. red is red, blue is blue, black is black. I say it all Where the time. Where with women, it's, oh, actually, that's scarlet. Mm-hmm. This is sky chartreuse. blue. Chartreuse. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, it's so many... It's cobalt. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending upon my day, my mood, my, you know, what conversation I had yesterday. Did the kids sleep last night? Or even if you don't have kids, did I get some last night? I don't know. It just, right. it, you never know what is affecting us. And so mm-hmm. I feel like as you get older, you know, right now you're in your 20s. I miss, I really don't know. But you I enjoyed the hell out of my 20s. I, did, I don't girl. miss them. Did we kick it? Kicked it. I kicked it in my 20s. The 20s. So it's so grateful. funny. It goes back to that episode. I feel like everything in life comes back to a Sex in the City episode. Absolutely. But it goes back to um, in the movie, the, the good movie when, you know, the first movie or whatever, mm-hmm. when um, Carrie tells her assistant that, you know, your 20s are for making mistakes, your 30s are for 
um, understanding them and 40s are for, you know, paying for the drinks. So I feel like, you know, your 20s are for having a just a good ass time because in life. you know what? If you don't, that's what helps you discover your joys, your passions, what you truly want out of yes. a relationship. You got to kiss the frog so you know when you find the prince. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of it. You have to have those hard conversations, the misunderstandings with girlfriends mm-hmm. to know how to circumvent those and do something different later in life. So that's why I always say there's no such thing as a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to learn, so embrace it. And if you're so afraid to step out there and make mistakes, you'll really never learn and evolve to become the woman you are destined to be. Absolutely. Because there are none. If you if you come from that standpoint, there are no mistakes. Mm-hmm. And kick it, girl. Kick it. Ooh, kick it kick hard. It. This is the time. Like, honestly, I go home. I have two children. I have a husband. Kicking it is not going to happen right now. Like, when we kick it, there it, it, there has to be, like, a special occasion. Like, <laughs> and homecoming. Homecoming just happened for us, and it really sucked because it rained the whole weekend. So I wasn't able to see everybody that I wanted to see. But when I tell you I love my alma mater and I love every, because we have a small percentage of African American people who went there, so we all were really like close and family. Remind, remind me of your school again, At Middle Tennessee State University. Ah, uh, yeah, Blue Raider. Yeah, you know, it's just it it. Homecoming. My husband and I got geeked. When I tell you get geeked, we had we got sitters for the kids for the weekend. <laughs> we drove the three hours home to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Nice. Shout out all along the way. It's a, it's a it's a it's a flirt and it's a katiki <gasps> and it's a touch and it's a you want to pull off over here and do yes. some strange. Yes. It's a yes. good weekend. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's you have to have a special occasion let me to tell do that. You, <laughs> There are no other people that you will meet. There are a few. Like, I feel like there are a couple sprinkles here and there after college. There's never an excuse to be shit-faced, chocolate-wasted in public again. But and not be judged And for not it? be judged for it. No. Your college friends? Your college friends will let you do day. that. My girl Nikki showed up, picked me up from the hotel because we were going to get our faces beat. And she was like, girl, I got something for you. Had the drink, had the, like, she just, like, met me in the car. Like, my college, you're here. I'm ready for you. I love you. I know you've been drowning in kids and working, husband and shit. And you know what? I got you. I got you. Come get in this car on the way to get our faces. Absolutely. Let's start drinking, day drinking. Let's celebrate it. It was. But Amazing. of course, the friend Nikki, she wasn't drinking. She was just supplying no, liquor. No, Nikki started, was just supplying. She, she literally she, had yes. it there she for started me. Once they like, were, were you safe. get in the car. <laughs> you get in the car, I got you. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's like angels were singing or something. Like, she just, but again, you have to have a special occasion for that. Because every day is because responsibility. Because as, as you get older, that recovery time. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I took the day off after the after um, homecoming. homecoming just so that I would have a day to, yeah. yeah you recover. don't bounce back the Man, same no. way. Mm-mm. It's different. Yeah, it I is. don't know what happens. It's kind of like how before you could eat a cheeseburger and then you could, like, do a jog and it be gone. Now that cheeseburger, you paying for it for, like, next You're going to throw up. <laughs> You're going to throw up. <laughs> Your body yes. is like, do you know I randomly had McDonald's? The fr- I was. It was a long story why. For the first time, my body was like, really? Mm. Are you serious? Mm. This is what you're doing? Mm. How about no? Think about this again next time you get to eat a chicken nugget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But so, Sade, any other, like, do you have, I guess, any other? She's so cute. I, I love know. her smile. Her <laughs> smile is so, like, 
mid-twenties, I'm living a good life, but mm-hmm. yet I'm still trying to figure it I can see it in your ah. face. I'm still trying to figure it all out. And it's, it's such a beautiful moment that you're in. And it's so sad that at 20s, and you said you were going to ask, like, what would you tell your younger self? I, I, in your twenties, you can't see it in the moment that you're standing in right now. You so can't the best. see it. Your boobs are gonna look. Oh my god! I just said look. she has your perfect thighs, booty. Your, your I'm belly. I'm trying to get you, the boobs. They're not. You quite. Well, have listen, no. The boobs in our family. Yeah, they're coming. In our family, the boobs come later because okay. you would swear I had a boob job, and no, these suckers just, just keep came. growing. They, All right. Yes. Nice. But the rest of it, like. That was one thing. Like, I feel like in your 20s, you're so critical of, like, everything. Absolutely. And you don't realize that you're probably experiencing it about the best it will ever be. Right. So oh, enjoy it. Not about <laughs> the best. <laughs> Literally, I remember. I'm a little worried because even though I'm little, I'm just not getting cellulite. And I didn't think that was possible. I was like, No. <laughs> no, I was like, I need to start doing some squats. I need to start running, doing something, because this is not supposed to be happening oh, yeah. at all. Girl, it happens. let it me comes tell you, in. things change, things change. But embrace it, you know, because at the end of the day, none of us are are, are perfect. Like mm-hmm. everyone, like you said, no matter how skinny you are, you have a little patch of cellulite over here. You can, so just embrace it. It is what it is. Everybody has it. Mm-hmm. And you have to love it. Love it in spite of and just keep it moving. So I know you got some, you going through some other stuff. You trying to be, you don't have to tell names. You might as well just spill it. It Honestly, I'm literally going through a transition with everyone in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm starting to realize it's because I'm going through a transition. Mm-hmm. And the tough part has been everyone accepting me going through my transition. Have you accepted yourself? Honestly, no. I'm just starting to get to the process where it's like, Sade, you're doing what you always wanted to do. Mm. But sometimes, like even in the past, I would not do things based off emotions of other people. Because let me tell you, I'm real proud of Sade because she was in Montgomery, Alabama. My mom's side of the family is all from Montgomery. Mm -hmm. And my mom and her mom are first cousins. And like Sade, like she doesn't, I don't, she's knows now, but she was always been like my little heart mini me since she was like yay big to a grasshopper. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she um, one time had come up and they came by the house and she was like, yeah, I really want to move and da da da. You know me, I'm like, well, do it. <laughs> yeah. You should go for it. Why not? So I'm just proud of her for taking that leap and being like, you know what? I'm going to follow my heart and my intuition and where it's guiding me and telling me to go mm-hmm. because my mom's side of the family probably outside of like my grandmother her kids because yeah. my grandmother left when she was young mm-hmm. and that's why we I'm from New Jersey she went to New Jersey so that we were all born in Jersey um, so we have all kind of spread out and have kind of embraced traveling and going but the rest of the family mm-hmm. who stayed there they're still left. there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that in my family. A lot of my family is still in Stuttgart, Arkansas. Oh, I've been and there. I know you have. Sugar Towns. <laughs> Shout out Sugar Towns. I actually remember when I went to speak at um, Pine Bluff, yeah. University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Yeah. Okay, yes. Stuttgart is about 30 miles away um, from uh, from there. And yeah, I still have a, a large part of my family that they are, they're small town people and they are, they're okay with, you know, that small town living, that, that very um, family and familiar, I guess I should say, yes. aspect of life. 
And, um, and yeah, my grandmother is still there. So, you know, I just feel like a large part of us is, you know, when your grandmother's still there, you're rooted there, right? Like nobody's going anywhere really until, you know, God decides to call her home. But I, you know, literally I get the small town thing. I get, you know, coming up and, and moving beyond that, but still trying to find, uh, legitimate and a low-key way of integrating into it Mm -hmm. trying to almost explain that i haven't changed like it's almost like you have but but here's the thing you change but when you look in their faces you want them to know but i'm still sharday i'm still someone that you can trust i'm still someone that you can love i'm still someone that you know is valuable to you in the same way that i was before it's just that my life and my desires in life and my view of the world has shifted. Yeah. And so you're you're witnessing a new part of me. It's kind of well, almost like it's almost kind of like, you know, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, he doesn't know how to read. Mm-hmm. And I always used to say to my mom, what how his how his outlook on the world mm-hmm. would change if he could. Like imagine the the ideas and the mm-hmm. thing the things that would shift. So what's happened is you've come up out of Montgomery, mm-hmm. and your view of the world has shifted. You're seeing some things yeah. being aligned and akin to Keisha, and you're seeing some things because you're aligning yourself with opportunity. And so that's intimidating to someone who still only sees Montgomery. Yeah. But moreover, like, and you've probably heard me say this too, like, again, you can't make other people, you can't, you can't control how other people receive things and Mm -hmm. how they view things. Mm -hmm. But if you're being authentically who you are, if you're being a loving, caring, if that's who you innately are, not just in your words, but in your actions, that is who you are. If you ain't a hoe, you can't be a hoe. True. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what and you mean. And that's just a saying that, and that's a saying I get from one of, that's like yeah. one of those old elderly sayings, because you know, my Nana's off the chain. Yes. She say all types of stuff. <laughs> so, you know, but just embrace that and know that, that you just have, your job, as our job, my job, your job, is just to show up and be authentically who you are in every moment of the day. You know, a woman with authenticity, with integrity, operating and always moving from a space of love, if you're doing that, if someone can't receive it and can't see you for that, that's their shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's been my issue starting to realize I can't worry about everybody else, but sometimes I would like, be down on myself. Mm-hmm. And like my mom would hate that I'm saying this, but I felt like I wasn't meant to be in Montgomery. And I'm so thankful I was born there. I love my family there. And I know my family misses me being there. Mm-hmm. But that's not where I want to be. Even when I go home to visit, it doesn't, I, feel, it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. I love seeing my family, though. And I love visiting some of my friends. Mm-hmm. But it's still, once I get there, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. But imagine also the 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 example that you're setting for the other younger members of the family coming up, Mm -hmm. by you doing it, how are you empowering and impacting their lives to know that it's possible for them too? So how much of a blessing is that? Mm -hmm. It is. Honestly, it's a great blessing. And even um, my little cousin, Michaela, Uh it's funny that she tells her mom, oh, I wish Sade was my sister, or I want to be just like Sade. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, what am I? Like, what is it that you (laughs) want to be just like? And I never understood that. But then I start to realize as she starts to do activities, going to the same school I went to, it's sort of like, oh, I want to do things that Sade did. But I feel, 
I've given her so much of myself. It's like I see myself growing up. And it makes me want to do more because I feel like the more I do, the more opportunities she'll see. Like that's I'm what I'm going to do. I'm getting goosebumps as you speak right now because, like, seeing like whenever we went back to Montgomery, there was something. You know how you have kindred spirits or what have you. Mm-hmm. There was always something about Charday that was very, very special to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just I felt like you know what I mean. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but there was a connection there that I'm grateful that, you know, she's chosen all the things that she has chosen to do. But, like, I don't know if you remember, like, even, like, even when I pledged, like, I bought her, like, a little future Delta yes. shirt. Oh. Or, <laughs> you know, like, different little things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me, like, getting to know her more because even in that, I didn't know, know her because there was such an age gap. Yeah. And she lives in Montgomery. You know, I was traveling, doing whatever. And then it's even been funny, her, us getting so close and seeing so many things that are so alike in the two of us. It's so funny. That it's very odd. <laughs> it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's not similar because we live near each other or for any other reason. Yeah. But yeah. We'll mm-hmm. keep doing it because, you know, that's amazeballs, you know, as I say. But um, to be able to be that role model. And that's why I tell people all the time, you never know the lives that you're affecting just by living and being who you are. Absolutely. You really never know. Absolutely. Friends tell me that all the time. Like, oh my God, D, you do it all. And I'm like, I do it. What do I do <laughs> besides survive? Like, literally, I feel like every day I'm, I'm getting up and it's a lot of hard work to, you know, to stand in all of the roles that you acquire as a woman. You know, and so, but, you know, never knowing the example that I'm giving to my friends or maybe even women that I don't really even associate with very much. Maybe it's just people who follow you on Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but like literally, I'm, I'm serious. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy how people will look to you and be like, oh, my God, you're living this life and you're doing right. these things. And I'm like, am I? Like, I thought I just got up this morning. I combed Lillian's hair. I got the kids to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you, you are know? doing it. Like, that's the amazing part. When you're in the midst of being, in the midst of living, sometimes you don't realize all that you are doing. But mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's not, you know, I will do this or I'm going to be this. It's living your most amazing best life today mm-hmm. and every day. And that's one thing I started recently is waking up and every day I start my day with this is my best day. Mm-hmm. Like this today is going to be my best day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. And for some reason, it sets the tone that this is going to be a great day. So no matter what's thrown at you, you process it from the point of, oh, this is an amazing day. Yeah. This is my best day. It's so funny you say that. I've started to high five myself in the morning. Like I do it. So how do you do that? After like my, literally, I, I'm in the mirror and I'm like, "We finna do this today." Yes. yes. Like I'm looking at myself, like, uh. <laughs> like I literally, and it, I don't know when it started. I just noticed that every day I'm in the mirror when Brian's not looking at me because I know, and now he's gonna jokes hear it, for but days. He go, jokes for days. But I like literally. You need that pump. You know, you need that kind of like. You can do this. So I'm gonna steal that. Just FYI, <laughs> I can't wait to be like, oh. Bam, tell them, girl. Right. Yeah. Like you, get, you get dressed. You put a little bit of a face on, you know, get your hair together. You're like, 
you're finna do this today, okay? You're gonna do this today. Like, <laughs> high five yourself. I'm high fiving myself. I'm encouraging myself and, you know, understanding that every day that I put pillow, you know, head to pillow, it's another day that I, I did it. Yeah. You know, it's another day that, hey, all right, everybody's fed, everybody's alive, everybody's, everybody's happy. happy. Like, we did this. So I would say that Keisha pointed to it earlier before, but everything that is happening now, right now, is shaping, you know, the truth of the woman that you will one day stand in. It's okay that you're shifting today, and it's okay that relationships are shifting and ideas and all of those things. Because at 24, 25, I was, I mean, literally, my mom told me that when I woke up at the age of 25, that I was going to, an epiphany was going to hit me. An awareness of my womanhood was going 20, to hit me. Tw- like every five years, like I know those are milestone birthdays, but it's a shift. Like I know 30 was a big shift for oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. 35 was a big shift for me. Same. So, Same Z's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what is something that you do? to empower yourself, to be like, you know, you know, Dwayna has her high five. High I have my, today is morning, my perfect people. day. Today is my perfect day. What is, what is yours? I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and I always play some type of jazz or some type of Sade and I'll uh-huh. just, you know, wake myself up. Mm-hmm. And after about 15 minutes, I turn on something, get in the mirror, twerk a little bit like Sade. <laughs> Today's going to be a good day. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> she plays, she plays Sade and then K-Camp. Oh, yeah, I do. Wow. I'm so serious. And right I now, I was really joking about that, but that's funny. It's the truth. I have one of my best friends staying with me right now. So she has to get up and go to work, too. And I was like, hey, you going to get up with me? And she's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll get up. So I'll make some tea, and we'll be just twerking early in the morning. It's like (laughs) 8 o'clock. Charlie knows she'll come to the house. I'll be like, "Good morning!" No, wow. I know sometimes she's probably looking at me like, "Lord have mercy, (laughs) really." But you honestly, you've taught me though how to have a better outlook on my day, Mm -hmm. and I realized by changing the tape. Mm -hmm. When I wake up in the morning, I tell myself, regardless of what comes my way, I'm going to have a good day. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let any hiccups, mistakes that other people make affect my mood. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be happy. And if it doesn't get done, I'm just going to figure out another way to get it done. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's something I believe in. There's no such thing as can't. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. There's a way. There's always a way. There's always a way. always a way. Well, you know, ladies, we can talk about this forever and ever. That has really been our time. And we're going to have to, we'll continue. We'll pick up. We should do these once every so often. Just if you hit me, you just be like, listen, this is what's happening. Because what I've recognized in circles of friends, you normally go through things, if not around the same time, but Mm -hmm. shortly thereafter. Like it's kind of like, and I have this with my other, one of my other good girlfriends, Shayla, we'll, we'll kind of mirror, like I'll go something, then she'll go through it right after or yep. vice versa. Yep. So, you know, Absolutely. let's just continue this circle because I'm sure if we're going through it. There are many Candidly Keisha listeners who are as well. Absolutely. So I just want to say, um, you know, do you want to tell people how to reach you or what have you? Do you, if not on Instagram, if you don't want to, we don't have to do that today. <laughs> okay. we don't have no, to do that you today. can follow me on Twitter at Ask the PR Girl. That is generally where I um, I like to commune and talk with all different types of people. And I also have my AskThePRGirl.com where I blog every once nice. in a while. So I'm going to 
going to start blogging. Yeah, you should. I mean, it's been a it's been a really a, a space where I can kind of get my conscious thoughts out, mm-hmm. and I eventually will assemble assemble those into a, um, a book of essays, you know, for myself that I'll self publish. I'm just speaking out loud, speaking into existence the things that I want to do. But it's a lot of the random musings of mm-hmm. being a wife, mom, and a you know all around fly girl. I guess you know. Absolutely. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you, thank you so much. Thank for you being for having. Thank you. Well, this is another episode of Candidly Keisha. Please join us next week for some more Amazeballs discussion. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.